When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, 4 o'clock on a Friday. We're almost to the weekend, hanging out with Julia and the one and only Brittany for the hour, for the day. And we've got a lot to look forward to. What are we going to start talking about now, guys? You. You, Me. Grant, we okay, got so, a lot of notes So Ava Longora was in the clubhouse last night with Gabrielle Union. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about her first directorial debut of a major movie, Flamin' Hot, which is on Disney+, Plus, which is their fastest, most-watched movie release ever or something. Mm-hmm. And it's about the guy who invented the hot sauce, the janitor that worked at Frito-Lay. Yes. And um, came out with what I... Flaming Hot Cheetos. Absolutely love them. Absolutely love them. So, Grant, you watched the movie because you have Disney Plus and have not shared the password. Yeah, so it's, it came out on... <laughs> yeah, I have not shared the password. But and it's the also, Plus the password needs to be renewed, too. <laughs> oh, okay, good to know. We'll talk after the show. I was just using that last night, and I loved your, your character for your profile. We'll have to talk. But oh um, little side note here. So Hulu is the one that came out with this, but since Hulu oh. and Disney came out together, I mean, it's with it's conjunction with because oh. Hulu and Disney are now one. So I watched they it. They are? Yeah, remember we talked about this? I forgot about well, that. Because... Because Disney Plus was struggling with content because it was basically Star Wars or Marvel or anything Disney made, and that was it. So it didn't have a lot of. They're struggling. So and Hulu is under the umbrella of all of it. You know, ABC. Yes. And they they merge now, and so now you're going to have. If you have Disney Plus, a lot of the content from Hulu is going to merge over there, so you don't have to strictly watch cartoons. Okay. Or, all right. Okay. I totally but, forgot about that, Grant. But the coolest part about uh, Flame and Hot was. First of all, very fun. It was a fun movie, funny to go watch the the storyline of how it all came about. And it basically is about how Flamin' Hot Cheetos, and there was this young man, his played by his name is Jesse Garcia. He's played by Richard uh Montañez. And that's his name, actually. Richard Montañez is the guy that did it, but played by Jesse Garcia. And he was a lifelong criminal, if according to the to the movie. And he decided one day, well, he didn't decide, he got his wife pregnant, and his wife was like, you got to shape up or ship out, you know, like, no more gang life and get a job. So he started working as a janitor at Frito-Lay, where he then became good friends with a engineer at Frito-Lay, and amongst the chagrin of all of his um, coworkers, because there was back in, at this time, and I believe it was the 80s, um, there was this pecking order, and you weren't allowed to talk to the engineers as oh, a janitor. Of course not, right. Janitors right, were not right, even, right. and engineers weren't even allowed to talk to the executives. Right. It was this really ridiculous concept. But he said, "Screw that! I'm going to take time, and I'm going to learn everything I can about this. I'm going to, I'm going to become a part of this company because there was one point in time where Frito Lay was struggling. They were struggling with sales, so the CEO of Frito Lay slash Pepsi Cola sent out a message to all of its employees and said, "Hey." 
Think like a CEO. Sure. Be like us. Help us out. How can we make this better? And he took it to heart. And nobody else did. Nobody did. And when he started thinking he was actually out having some, uh, his son was having a bad day at school and they went and got some elote, you know, the yes, corn. Yes, with yes, the, yes, and yes. El Burrito Mercado. Yeah, they have some great mm-hmm. corn there with, with, the, with the spice and the cheese on there. And he, the kid was reacting to the spice and he was looking around at this park and how all of this Latino culture was making chicken wings, but with spice on it. They yeah, were making yeah. churros with spice on it. They yeah. were making pork rind. And he looked around, he's like, why are we not incorporating this into Frito-Lay? So he got the idea to... Are you wh- giving away too much? No, not okay. yet. No, okay. because the, the end of it is where I'm going to stop it uh, stop you. it hard to where I'm just kind of setting it up. And so he gets this idea, works with his wife, and gets all these spices together, presents it to a bunch of people, and I'll let you finish it there. The story, obviously, you know how it works out because Flaming Hot is on everything but the coolest part about it was was the fact that the the ceo who's actually in the movie is i don't know i can't figure out his name but he is played by but the but the real ceo of pepsico is a minnesota guy he's from chisholm minnesota oh i love that so the guy that actually listened to jesse or to richard montanez about his idea was a minnesota man and if you know pepsico's connection to minnesota the Polads. The Polads used sure, to sure, have sure, a big stake yeah, in the yeah, Pepsi they did have, Yeah. So he took the time to listen to him. And a lot of people were like, hey, don't listen to the guy. Don't listen to the guy. And he was like, you know what? I'm giving him a shot. And there's some ups and downs after that point. But it is. I think that sounds really good. Beautifully produced. Very funny. What okay. age you think could watch this, Grant? Any age. Okay. Any age could watch this. I think kids would love it because it's it's actually got a great father-son tie. His youngest son plays a huge part in as a taste tester. Um it's it's any age can watch this movie and I'm you know uh, as you know Lily she's from Columbia my yes, fiance yes. she loved it because there's just not a lot of you know there's not a lot of representation yes. of the Latin culture out there for her and she loved it I loved it. It's funny, and uh, and Eva Longoria, I really have to give her two thumbs up on how she put together this heartwarming story, and at the end, you will just die. It, All it, right. It's, I'm it's excited. amazing. Yeah, really I'm excited. And yeah. that is called Flaming Hot. Flaming Hot, yes. Great, great review, Grant. Only an hour and 39 minutes, oh, too. Oh, it's my kind of movie. So you can get in and out, you guys. Totally my kind of movie. Yes, yes, so. And we posted the trailer for Wham. Oh, this looks good. It looks so good. The Wham, it's a documentary and it's going to be coming out on, what is it, July? July 20, or here, 25th. 25th, yes, July 25th. So the, I have July, July uh, 5th. Or July 5th, yeah, it's in July here. It's, it's going to get gotta, Netflix on the 5th. Okay, you guys wrote 25th on this sheet. But oh, I, my apologies. We, I might, we can't be perfect at yeah. everything. That's a good point. The cool part about this one, though, is that it's got personal archives, including never-before-in-seed footage of previously unheard interviews from George Michael and Andrew Ridgely's, like, just their experiences throughout their life, what they went through. We could even play a little bit, too, if you guys want to We could. Hear. Should we listen to it real yeah. quick? Yeah. Yeah, let's listen to it. Let's introduce the band. George. I'm Andrew. We had a number one album, we had a string of hit singles, and we were selling out arenas. How can the country be in love with these two idiots? We met when I was 11 and Andrew was 12. And there was only ever one thing that I wanted to do. Be in a band with George. Andrew changed my life in exactly the way someone needed to change my life if I was going to be a pop star. And that was it. Wham! Bam, bam, I am a man. 
It takes you through. I mean, no record has been slanked in the face. Thanks, Lexi. It kind of takes you through, you know, if we, this was when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And you can see all the album covers and the dancing and all everything about, you know, I think it's going to be so. It hits a nostalgia ball, ball, ball oh, for you, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. Yes, and that he died on Christmas Day. Oh. Horrible that he died. And well, the, spoiler alert. I, well, I know. That happened. <laughs> His last concert here was pretty fun. Yeah. That was really fun. You guys were there? Yeah, Lori and I went. And it, it, a lot of people that we knew were there, you know, kind of our generation. And um, just so fun. That's and a- that was the time when they started doing the huge screen at Excel, the video screen. And that was the time when we just, it was kind of the beginning of now it's incorporated into everybody. I mean, but this, the screen behind him was so big and live and it was just how much a part of the show that video stuff is behind them. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Oh, love George Michael. Love him. So that's great fun. There's another movie that's coming out called Wonderwall, and it's Carrie Fisher's last movie, and she died in 2016, but this was the last project she worked on before her death, and it's going to hit AMC Theaters on June 23rd, and it's called Wonderwell, and it's kind of, uh, they're calling it uh, a coming-of-age fairy tale set between modern-day Italy and an imaginary realm beyond, and Carrie Fisher plays um, a witch hazel, and then she's against this other kind of witch person, Rita Ora. Yeah. And they're fighting over this girl. It looks really cute, but we've posted it. Um, that, that sounds actually really fun. I think so. And they, um, the team, you know, this has taken them a long time to get this out, obviously. Yeah. 2016. I know that's such a weird because when you said what year, I'm like, oh, my God. that's mm-hmm. So hopefully it was something that yeah. they had done thoughtfully or oh. was just on the back burner and they're putting together now, which I'm a little nervous about. I feel like it's going to be kind of good. Okay. I've, I'm going to give it that. I'm it hopeful. looks kind of cool I'm from hopeful. the promos. All right, when we come back, it is time for Random Thoughts. Okay, gang, it's Julia here for David Lozinski at First Equity, and I know he wants to say happy Pride to everyone. He's been a big sponsor of our Pride broadcast as well as the Cat Video Festival, which I hope you guys come to, and if you've never been before... It is such a great night. Right now, if you're thinking of buying a house, selling a house, just even have questions about what is it going to look like right now? What if I'm thinking out four months, six months? What if I want to add on? These are all perfect questions to go to the experts with. And that is David and his team at First Equity Mortgage. They make everything so easy and simple, but they are so knowledgeable and know about absolutely every different type of loan program available. Maybe you're going to move into a certain neighborhood that there's special loans for. Maybe you're in a certain, maybe you're a veteran. There's, of course, loans for that, different loans. Maybe you're downsizing. You just kind of want to see what that would look like if you stay in your home versus move. They've got the answer. It's keyword David at my talk. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's That's all all it is. Hello. Hello. I I like Lexi's over there smiling. I like like having someone smile in the audience. Lexi's filling in and helping out today. Thanks, Lexi. Do you want to give a shout out to anyone? Oh, just just to you. Oh, you're... Thank you for letting me be here. You're awesome. You're awesome. Thanks. He just gave wait, you a shout out. I wait, love that. Wait, I put her on the spot. Sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. Sorry You're doing that. great. Um, okay. I Tell found, us 
What's random? I found out well, I was choking today. Um, I found out an interesting thing from she was, Ross. Literally, this is, this is all true. I've never lied um, <laughs> on air because I <laughs> lack that part of my brain. Um, you. And so I was choking while I was eating these carrots, and Ross said, "Do you need me to give you? You know what do you call it?" And I was like, "Well, I'm concerned that you don't know the name that you're not going to do it accurately." And he goes, "No, no, no, Brittany, it's not called the Heimlich maneuver anymore." And I was like. Say what, Ross? And I got into this big drama of the of online of uh, now why they don't call it the Heimlich maneuver anymore. So why? So as you know, the Heimlich maneuver is when somebody when you're choking, someone comes behind you, does the whole hand in hand under, right under your diaphragm, right, right, right up and back right, to get something unstuck from your mouth. Yep, and so you you when that fails, and you do the CPR. Um, not when that fails, if that fails. So I found this out when the American Red Cross introduced back blows to its official guidelines on treating choking. Dr. Heimlich disagreed that back blows should be used and asked that his name be removed from the guidelines, leading to the renaming of the Heimlich maneuver as an abdominal thrust. Why does he want his name? I don't get that. Dr. Heimlich produced controversial reports about the use of back blows being dangerous. Some discredited as lacking scientific evidence. Given the increasing controversial nature of Dr. Heimlich, some of his research, the American Red Cross decided to rename the Heimlich maneuver as an as abdominal thrust. Okay, can I just tell you, it's always going to be the Heimlich remover. Um, maneuver. Or remover. <laughs> well, it's kind of so it's kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, they uh, they renamed it, and I just thought, is there not controversy controversial stuff anywhere? Any niche group you get to find out if you pull. And I was pulling up these big chats and things like that. I found these like you know um, Reddit streams of who says what. Even in the Heimlich maneuver, we are not stay safe from controversy. Oh, I, well, the, the world is not. This is wrong. This is where we are at. But I'm telling you, that works. John Ham, you heard of him? Yeah, I just watched him on Watch What Happens Live. I know you night. did, and that's where I got this. He's a himbo. Um, he is so cute. He's a himbo. I would. I was reinforced what a himbo he is. I would break. He's him our off. Facebook picture. Oh. It's Laurie and I and Johnny M at the Sega Awards. I would die. You would die, but he's a himbo. I'm fine with him being a himbo. I know, it's just weird. Um, you know what he was considered for? He was considered for uh, a show, a movie that Ben Affleck was in. Did you hear what he said, talked about it? No. So it's pretty weird to think about anybody but Ben Affleck being the husband and Gone Girl. Oh. But... What if John Hamm had portrayed Nick Dunn instead? During a June appearance of Watch What Happens Live, so just the other day, mm-hmm. he admitted that he was also up for the role uh, in the 2014 movie, but the Mad Men filming schedule, unfortunately, conflicted with the filming. Yes. Um, he was made it to the end. He said, yeah, Ham said, I was down to the very end of it. It was meant to be me, but we had to film the continu- continuing adventures of Mr. Draper. Uh, he said that AK Madman. He noted that the main character Gone Girl is from Ham's native St. Louis, which would have been fitting. Poor Ben, a Boston guy, had to wear a Cardinals hat. Uh, <laughs> okay, only a guy would say this. I know. Instead of a Boston Red Sox hat. Yeah. I know. And keep in mind, you got a bajillion dollars to just walk around. Yeah. He that role was just a lot of what, what, 
Where's my wife? That, that book was so good. Oh, that book was amazing. She was everything. I'm trying to think who wrote it. Amy. Um, De- oh, uh, no, she no. wrote a couple things. She also wrote watching train, watching people on trains or something. No, she wrote. Oh, come on, the cutting one. Um, she was on our show a ton. For, she she didn't write. Oh, Jillian Flynn. Jillian Flynn. Sharp Objects is the one that I read. So good. She's read. Oh, yeah, she's written a lot of good books. Sharp Ob- Objects was also an HBO miniseries with Amy Adams. I know. And they did a really good job with that. Um, also, there's uh, Dark Places, yeah, another really great. good one that she wrote. Um, yeah, I would have to say she's one of those ones you can probably grab any of her books and they're good. But Sharp Objects. That was her first one. I loved it to death. Loved it. Loved it to death. And then the the show is actually exactly like the book. Mm-hmm. And it's rare it's like that. They did that so well. Mm-hmm. I grabbed another fun fact of who should have played what. And you're, I think you're going to be a little thrown off by this. Robin Williams wanted to play the role of Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. But the producers had a rule that they'd only cast British actors, so they told him no. I really like that, though. I like that they stuck to their rule. And the guy who played Hagrid... Was he, the best. Yes, he, he just re- passed the Yes, show. yes, yeah. yeah. Um, he was iconic. He was perfect for the role. Robin Williams, he would have been more cartoony, I feel like, but he would not have embodied Hagrid like this guy did. I like that. I like knowing that. What else? Um, okay. Uh, we always have to know where we fall on the list of the world when it comes to peen sizes, right? Like, that's super to important. Peeing? Peen? Oh, my goodness. Um, it's the Friday. Yep. And uh, this is going to be information we need. To you know. really, I think that's the thing about men. They want to know who in the world they're bigger than and who I in the world they're smaller than. I don't know that I've ever had a conversation with a guy that wanted to They said, to know am that. I bigger than an Australian mate you had? I don't know why this person <laughs> had an Australian accent. You're so weird. And this, you're just making in this, this up. scenario, he said, uh, am I bigger than that London folk you have? Just tell us what who is winning. What do you want to know, Americans, or do you want to know where Brits fall? Are we. What are you thinking? Whatever. Whatever you come up with. Americans are in 60th place with the average size of 5.4 mm-hmm. inches. Brits, 68th place with uh, 5.2 inches. All right. They're Who's claiming that one? Just I knew you were going to want to know. Just and cut to the chase. Why are you already booking your ticket over there, ma'am? You're married. <laughs> on average. <laughs> on average. Ecuador, they're claiming, and Cameroon were deemed to have the largest members. So, uh, Ecuador and Cameroon. Seven inches, they say. Right. I think well, somebody's lying. Thank you, Lexi. I think some, you're so funny. So, oh my gosh, you're so funny. Okay, guys. this random is actually brought by the King of Randoms, which Steve Patterson was talking about today, and it actually got my brain going pretty rapidly, which I know what you're thinking. Does it move rapidly? Sometimes. Um, there's a new Pixar movie out, Elemental. Did you know that? No. Same. And, you know, Steve had a whole theory of what the heck's happening to Pixar. And that's all I'm going to leave you with. Maybe you should have listened from Okay, you're absolutely a pain in the butt. What? Elemental. I'm just saying, there's a new Pixar what? movie that comes out this weekend and nobody knows about it. Yeah, it's, it's not... Not going well for no, them. No, not for Pixar. That movie is going to probably be another And then you said we dud. should have listened to Stephen. Because you were cutting me off. Would you wouldn't let me finish. So I said, fine. Here's another show you should listen to on the My Talk family. <laughs> Nine to noon. Hey, everybody. It's Julia here for MSP Airport, Terminal 1, Terminal 2. Absolutely love it. It's busy. It's summer. 
There's this exciting new program if you're flying out of Terminal 2, and it's a pilot program that you're going to want to know about if you don't have TSA pre-check. It's called MSP Reserve. And what it is, is you have to, um, you can book your appointment online as early as one week before your flight, enter your flight details and the number of people traveling to view the available times that you can go through security so you don't have to wait in the line. At the airport, scan your confirmation QR code with staff to access a security checkpoint lane designated for MSP reserve passengers. It's a great evolution to travel confidently out of MSP, and this is just happening at Terminal 2. Go to MSPAirport.com to find out more information. The nut is in the house. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Ma uh, talk. Okay, Brittany's in for Lori today, by the way. In case oh, yeah, in no case one... you thought I was Lori. <laughs> in case I had to get confused. That's Brittany. Okay, I've got this for you to Hollywood speak. Yes, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's podcast is not renewed by Spotify. They're boring, and we know it. Okay, they did 12. Archetypes podcast, Meghan Markle did them, um, and she interviewed different people you know, celebrity friends, her friends, and they just did 12 and they got had a $20 million deal with Spotify. No, like here's the thing. And they're, I know his book did really well. I think that that you can be talented at some things and not at the other, and that's okay. I listened to some of their, their podcasts and it was, I was not... bored to death. Bored. bored. I was so bored. Plus they don't give up any information no, because they're share. so guarded. Yeah. And I get that the book, he told a lot of things, but keep in mind, he had time to sit and edit and think on that in a podcast or in times where you're on air, like you have to be okay with being a little vulnerable, like talking about having relations on a yoga mat, maybe. Um, <laughs> I didn't say it was me. No, of course it wasn't you. <laughs> but like, that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes mm-hmm. you emotionally attached to people is like giving up. Just a, being real. Just being real. Just be real. Everything you is know what? so. Be real. Be. Hey, you know what you should you do? Fine now. All right. So here's the deal. Julia. Quite. Be real. Be, just be you. The New York Post, Megan and Harry were unable to produce enough content for Spotify to fully fulfill their $20 million deal. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here is what their, um, they work with WME. They got signed on. That's their agency this past month or two. And the Duchess will continue to produce podcasts for Archetype's followers on a separate platform. Oh, good. There's we're curr- all dying. Where are we going to get it? Oh, give us yum, 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 yum. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. Be honest. Be real. I don't know what else they can tell us. Right? Mm-mm. I'm and like, bored. I'm ready for them to, they've wanted this freedom. Just go be quiet. Now go do the thing you just wanted to do. Like, be whatever quiet for it is. A while or no, go I don't help even people. care. I don't no. care what it, I don't even need them to be quiet. I just mean, like, go do the thing that you were dying to go do, so much so that you left your family, which I understand because <laughs> you didn't get to do the things you wanted to do, but don't keep tell, telling me about how you want to do all these things. Just go do them. And I will see it happen. It'll be lovely. What do you want? A drag race? You want to open a nail salon? You want to circle? Be quiet. Be quiet. Shoes? No, they have to help people. They can do it all. I know. Yeah, go. Look at us. Be real. (laughs) I just got a text from someone said that Brittany is. Are you sure that's not Lori? (laughs) uh, By the way, disclaimer: this is not Lori. Okay, here's a here's one, and I want to know what you feel about just this headline because I had feelings. So let's give it to you. Gwen Stefani helps Blake Shelton in his weight loss 
journey. I don't think... Boundaries? I also don't... I think that he's probably secretly taking Ozempic and then they're just writing off what he's actually doing. Can I really be real here? Yes, be real. I'll find, you know what? I'm going to be real. Be real. I bet you he's dropping the O. Zempic, and he's just there. It's already setting up a narrative that he's about to be skinny and give yep. it give it three. He's taking charge. Two months. Yep. He's about to be very skinny. Mm-hmm. He's on a healthy new diet and exercise plan. Yeah, they're setting the scene. They're setting the table for surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Blake is very skinny. He's been sluggish due to his extra weight gain. Yeah. He's got no choice but to follow her instructions when she injects the needle into his stomach. <laughs> There, we're being real. Well, you know what? I'm sick of not you, being real. Okay, who do you know? Are your friends on this yet? Osempic? No, the, my the, friends. The, the, the different deviations of what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I only know, I think, three people officially on it. Mm-hmm. I would not say that, like, the people that are in my stage of life can right at this moment afford it. But um, uh, I know some people that are on mm-hmm. it. Okay, let's go How back. about you going to be real with me? I wish I could get on it for two weeks. Not you. I, oh, did I say that out loud? I, I didn't mean to. I meant to say, <laughs> oh. do you know, are people that you know in your my social. Are, I can't believe we haven't figured out a way to split a dose. No, I know, right? No, I don't know anyone on it. No, mm-hmm. I know someone on it. Um, Blake, this oh, is... you an- almost weren't real. I know, I'm telling you the truth. I know one person. Okay, here's another headline. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, quote, don't care about money and fame anymore. Because they've hit it all. That's right. <laughs> They're done. They've got enough of it they've hit- for a long time. It's all about family now. It's all about... You know what? It's all about family. If now, I, if I walked away from my career, which he's, you know, he quit The, the Voice. This yeah. is the but I mean, you only say you don't care about money and fame after you have it all. Yeah. You're them. It's a very privileged comment to make. I would say. Like, I, I, I would people say, say money, money doesn't make you happy, which, like, in, in some ways I agree. But it really but there's a plateau. Say it. There's a plateau to hit yeah. where you go, money, more money will not make me more happy. <laughs> I agree with that. But, like, living a paycheck to paycheck, that can be rough and some anxiety, and that causes some fights, which do not make me happy. All right, let me tell you something. Be real. Okay, do you know who Lil Lil Duvall is? No. Is he hey, little? He is very, because he, he's v- just a little bit a little, because he only spells it L-I-L. Ah, Lil. It's not the full little. Can't, can't even fit it on his t-shirt. Lil. I don't even want to know You're what he did. so bad. He wants Dionne Warwick to settle Babyface and Anita Baker's beef, because Anita Baker kicked him off her podcast. And D- and she said, uh, "Baby, I ain't got nothing to do. That doesn't have anything to do with me." Anita Baker, because they tweeted at her, fix this. She goes, "Baby, that's got nothing to do with me." Lil, stay in your lane. <laughs> Lil. Lil. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and Lori's coming back now <laughs> for the next for the next hour. We'll be back to Lori and Julia.